Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tough Mothers. I wanted to do something different today, and this today's episode will be in regards to my response to how I'm doing my life and doing it in what we'll call a different way. A different way doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad or that you want to go against the grain. Different just means you want, may want to try something new, something outside the box that maybe nobody's willing to try because they're just not willing to try. And sometimes being a tough mother um, involves having a tough mind. Um, not that it's okay for people to walk over you or to say certain things about you, yet there's a few things that I want to point out today that I was taught by other people in my life. First of all, what anybody else says about me, according to my brother and the best advice I was ever given many years ago, is it's none of my business. He's right. It's not. It's not any of my business what hundreds, thousands, maybe it's only ten. I don't know. And I was so wrapped up in that. Raising my daughter a certain way. She's 16 now and along the way I wanted to do it everybody else's way because I believed in my heart and my mind that wasn't renewed at the time that everybody else's way was better. They had done it before. They had been there before. They must know better than I do. Yet I wasn't looking at the results that were following what they were saying. I wasn't looking at the results of their children who were now in their late teens, early 20s, late 30s, mid 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And so their children were exemplifying their teaching style to some degree. And with that being said, I realized that, oh, well, maybe it's okay that I tried something new with my daughter. Maybe it's okay that I did things a little differently. And truth be told, I was so afraid of what all of you would think about the choices that I made and how you would judge me based on the choices that I made. And I think we all get up wishing we had the answers to all of it. I don't know if we want some book to follow like Dr. Spock or if we want some guide to follow like we get a syllabus when we go to college. I don't know if we're all looking for outlines, stories, memoirs, everybody else's life to decide how we're going to live our own. And the thing is, is for me, I'm 51 years old and it's time for me to do it a different way. The way that I've done it up to now I don't know whether you can say it's working because I'm still existing or it's working because I happen to be living my life. I'm going to tell you in my own words that it isn't working for me. There are things that I see that I want to purchase or that I want to have as a part of my repertoire or things in my life. And I am unsure of how to get them as, as opposed to just going out and getting them like some people do. In that being said, I want to say that I feel 
that I was programmed a certain way. And that was to uh, find a man, get married, have kids, um, have a house, have a have a um, car, uh, have a good job, whatever that meant at the time. I, I don't even know what that means today. And I wanted to have the perfect voice for you to listen to. I wanted to have the perfect answers, the perfect sentences. And that's why it's hard for me sometimes, or it was hard for me to get on here, because who wants to listen to somebody who doesn't have their stuff together? Well, then I thought about it. I do. I want to hear that you don't have your stuff together. And and I want to try some tips that you have in your life so that maybe there's something that you know that I don't that is the key that's going to unlock the the greatness in my life. And maybe I have the key to unlock your greatness. And I don't tell people that they're beautiful that I don't think are beautiful. I'm just as judgmental as the next guy. Yes, I know in my heart that, yes, I'm going to say it, you know, spandex. I, I'm learning. I'm learning that if people are confident enough to put spandex on, I want to be the person that respects that. I definitely am not always that person, yet I want to do things different, a different way, a different way of looking at people, a different way of responding, a different way of paying attention, a different way of seeing up until now, I've looked at everything so negatively. If you said something to me that I felt was against what I wanted to do, my stubbornness would kick in and I don't want to hear you. And yet now I'm thinking, how many beautiful messages did I miss out on? How many beautiful conversations that would start off with something that was critical or criticizing and I was so concerned about how criticizing someone was being that I didn't see what my coach taught me. That you look at where they're coming from and everything is only a thought change away. And my brother said it to me over 20 years ago that he is a totally different person today than he was when we were growing up. And I was like, where was this guy? And he goes, one day I woke up and I just decided I didn't want to do those things anymore. And in 30 seconds, he decided that he wouldn't do those things anymore. And he hasn't done certain things to me ever since he said that 20 years ago. And so it can be done. And life can be different. I don't know so much about change anymore as I don't believe that we're changing as people. I think that we're actually using our voice in more loving tones and more compassion and more thoughtfulness and more kindness. Just like I've seen on, you know, stickers, I think Dutch Bros has said it, you know, radiate kindness. And the thing is, is that it's tough. And my word for the year is tenderness because me... Oh my goodness, I can be so abrasive and you do something or I see something and usually if I saw something that you did in your car or on the street, I don't know you. And the first thing I would do is share that with the next person that I'd speak to. Can you believe that this person was doing ABC? Oh my gosh, let's talk about that for an hour. No, no, 
from now on, I want to talk about building each other up in a true fashion. Because people who are hurting hurt people. And then we still wonder, why are people hurting people? I can tell you that it was such a wake-up call for me um, when I was in the military and I realized I could hurt people. I was dumbfounded. Did I really hurt my mother? Did I really hurt my family members? Did I really hurt my friends? Did I really hurt those people? I couldn't do that. I see people and hear people hurting me. I never dreamed that I could hurt you. Like, who am I? I, you know, treat you with, you know, nerf and sugar and everything I do to you, you'll bounce back from. You won't take to heart. You'll let it, you know, bounce off your, uh, bounce off your back. You'll, you won't care about what I said. You won't carry it with you. You won't hold a grudge. Not because of what I said wasn't worthy of those things. It was because I never saw that I was capable of doing those things to another human being. And so for me, I just want you to know that your voice is important. Yet, I believe that there's a different way to go about sharing our voices. And being an individual while still helping the collective prosper. And I just couldn't see it before. And just as I learned in my social class in college, you know, just do this one thing and this problem will go away. Yet there was no understanding. Yes, you can get into many different things. If you just do A, you will fix the problem. Yet you forget that A costs money. A takes time. A takes people. A maybe can't happen until you've taken care of B and C. A seems like it's the first thing, but A was just the first idea. B and C actions may need to happen before you can do the A. And maybe after you do B and C, you may find and see a better way than the original A that you thought for sure was going to solve the problem. And I just couldn't see it. And one of my friends way back in the day um, happened to point out, I was like, why can't these people who are in charge of these things take care of this, this, and this? Well, guess what? Those people are trying to take care of this, this, and this. But back to this, this, and this, there's money involved. There's time involved. There's people involved. There's vision involved. Rome wasn't built in a day, and that saying just isn't said because it's a thing, an old adage. It's real. Everything that we have wasn't built in a day. It was built through trial and error. The homes we live in, the chairs we sit in, the fake Christmas trees we put up at Christmas, the Easter eggs that we hide at Easter. All these things were ideas in people's minds. 
And every day a new idea is forming in somebody's mind and it's either putting being put to the test or it's not. And what all I'm saying is that we are responsible for ourselves. I want my space to be beautiful so that when you come into it, I have had friends that when I walk in their house, I felt like a million bucks. I felt like in their space, which I didn't realize at the time, I could conquer the world. Yet, what was it about that space that I felt that? I felt spacious. I felt airy. I felt clear. I felt clean. I felt like I was a superhero and there was nothing that was going to stop me. Yet in those spaces, it did take me time. And yes, it's silly in, in, to some who might hear this. I saw those spaces and I was like, I forgot that it takes time. It takes money and it takes people to bring those spaces together. Those spaces held different items, whether they were certain books or the look of the bookcase or the aesthetic look of the kitchen or the aesthetic look of the bedroom or what types of furniture they put together. And now I understand fashion designers who can see things in their mind. Yet I wanted to come back to myself as much as I love fashion designers and things that they're capable of seeing. I want the space to be mine because in that space, I want to feel like a superhero and that's what brings me to wanting to live my life a different way because at this point that I'm speaking to you, I don't feel like I can go out and conquer the world. I don't feel like my own superhero. I feel as though I'm still working towards that space because I'm not sure what that space is going to look like for the Tammy way because Tammy has no idea who Tammy is because Tammy has been so busy thinking person A drives a Lexus, I must want a Lexus. Person A has a two-story house with eight bedrooms, I want a two-story house with eight bedrooms. If I want to be somebody great, I need to live in this neighborhood. If I'm going to be somebody great, I need to be in contact with these people. If I'm going to be awesome, I need to be around people that have these ideas. Oh, Ixnay, no. I don't want what anybody else wants any longer. I want what Tammy wants. And I know that as simple as it is right now, I love burning candles. I love that the what the candle looks like. It matters to me what the candle looks like. It matters to me what the candle smells like. And it matters to me how it's burning, when it's burning, and what type of container it's in. I notice that I don't just want to burn any candle. I want to burn one that feels like a 10 in my body and ignites my heart on fire and begins that step towards feeling like a superhero. I know that I love suds more than anything. I will watch an ASMR video about squeezing sponges and suds all day if I could because it's just relaxing to me and it inspires me to want to come home and do the same thing, clean my house, and I get to hear the suds and feel the change and be a part of it. And at the same time, ASMR has changed my life. 
It helps me to be more calm. It helps me to be relaxed. But it took me a while to find the ASMR triggers that work for me, which goes back to life. And I want to do things different. Yes, I want a little ASMR. I want a little bit of candles. I want a little bit of a great bathtub that's got a jacuzzi in it. I want a little bit of sunshine in my life when I walk in the door and I just feel it and it doesn't feel heavy. And right now, as I work through this in real time with you wonderful people who choose to listen to this podcast, I am heavy and I don't want to be heavy anymore. And so this year, I am committed to taking care of the things that I no longer need in my life. And if it's something in a storage bin that doesn't serve me, I don't want it anymore. And even though I may feel a sentimental attachment or I may feel that it's something that I need, I want to be able to ask myself three questions. Number one, am I emotionally moved to a 10 every time I touch it? Number two, If I am keeping it, am I keeping it in a space where I can see it? Because if I'm just putting it back in storage, no thank you. Number three, final question. If it doesn't move me to want to be a better version of myself every time I look at it, touch it, put it on, it's not serving me. And if I don't feel like I am a superhero when I put it on, Because there are clothes, I'll tell you, I put them on and I feel like a million bucks. You know you have that sweater or that dress or those pants or whatever it is. If you could wear them every day, you would. Because you put them on and you feel like you can conquer the world. That should happen with every piece of clothing you put on. Every pen you pick up. Every piece of paper you write on. Everything that you have in your home should ignite you to change what you don't like about your life, keep the things you do, and always strive to be a better version of yourself in the next five minutes than you were five minutes ago. Sorry I went a little long today. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for listening because I know your time is valuable. Go out there, take your ideas, change the world, change your life, and be the best version of you. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for tuning in. Until next time.